This is Kieran Murphy, the founder and presenter of the Across the Four Lakes podcast. It was a big weekend for the Carlos Senior footballers. They travelled to Semple Stadium on Saturday and beat Tipperary in their own backyard. It was a hard-earned success, but it was a fully deserved success. Connor, Connor Crowley is here to talk about it. Sunday morning, you must have been fairly sore, were you, after that? Well, after what you did on Saturday night, it was some performance. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, you can do all the training you want, I suppose, but until you get a full kind of 70 minutes in the legs, um, you don't know how hard it's going to be. But no, yeah, I'd say there was a few sore bodies. I know there was a few sore bodies kind of after the game. There was lads hobbling out of the dressing room. So I'd say that was probably magnified or increased on um on Sunday morning. But no, it was a, it was a great feeling. It was good to wake up with the win. Um I suppose we wouldn't be getting ahead of ourselves either. We know it's just one game, but it's the exact start we wanted and you know it puts us into a great position going into this uh this Saturday and hopefully we can kinda continue our form. Which uh, against Waterford, which will be a big task now, and we won't be getting ahead of ourselves. You know, we we know we have another massive task ahead of us this Saturday again. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, Johnny Fury there. If we, look, we'll come back to the injuries in a few minutes. But look, you you went four points to one up. You were you were looking good. You were playing really well, and to hit you with a a real sucker goal, I couldn't quite see how it happened. But you had lads all over the place. The goalkeeper was rushing back. I don't. Can you remember exactly what happened? Because it was, it was you know, it was a goal which could have deflated Gene, and it was such a simple take for Tipperary. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I think I just remember we were four one up, and I, I kind of felt we were going very well, and uh, I think we just got a free, so we were pushed up on the kick out. And I think Tipperary, the wind was kind of swirling, but they they definitely probably had the wind in the first half anyway. I think the keeper just got a got a good strike on the ball, and it was just one of those that just went over the top. We couldn't get a hand to it, and they were just quicker reacting, and and they broke to it, and then before you knew it, I'd say like by the time the ball was kicked out till they got the goal, it was you know ten fifteen seconds, and you know it it just completely sure it was level. It was a level game then. Yeah, out of um, nothing, but, really, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. Out of nothing. And, you know, it kind of ruined all the good stuff we'd done previous because we were only three up, but we, we'd done a lot of other good stuff. We co- probably could have been one or two more. Uh, so it was deflating, but I think we responded really well. And, you know, I think that was a team throughout the whole game. In fairness, I, I, I thought the whole team not just one or two individuals, but everyone showed showed great character, you know, in the response to that incident and, you know, the ones to follow as well. Yeah, listen, you got a bit of a break with, with the, the first goal, the goal that you got. I think it was Ross Dunphy had a, a shot at goal and hit the left hand upright. Could have gone anywhere, could have gone over the bar, could have come straight down, but it came out to you and you were marauding there on the left hand side. You still had it all to do. And um, you took it well. You took you, you took the ball well, and you took the goal well. What's what's your memory of that? Yeah, no, I actually thought we'd got the score. I, I'm not sure was it Ross. It might have been Jamie okay. Clark, but but um, 
Yeah, just the ball, the ball came out and I think I was just lucky enough that I was in a bit of space. I think my man had kind of switched off, obviously just because it, it did look like it was going over the bar. And then, um, I don't know, I didn't really think too much about it. The space kind of opened up on the inside and then I think I actually wanted to hand pass it over the bar, but a defender kind of came across too quick. And I, I, I wasn't even really thinking about the dummy. It was more I kind of had to do it. I didn't really have have a choice um, just because I think my hand pass would have got blocked. And look, thankfully, it, it went in. But yeah, definitely there was a bit of luck with it. I, you know, um, if the ball hadn't come off the post, like we wouldn't have got the chance altogether. So, but um, it, was a, it was great for us to get the response to the goal so soon after they got it as well. But it was mentally, you were mentally alert at that stage, you know. There's a lot of times you see teams and the ball comes down and somebody gets it and they kick it out. But you were, I have to say that that was maybe part of your preparation that you were ready for the unexpected. Um, yeah, no, like it would always be said to us in training, you know, follow shots in and if you're around a goal, just be aware Um but ah, uh, look, I I think with it, it was just lucky the way the ball came off the post in my direction, and I was probably lucky enough that my man, um, ju- just had kind of switched off because he thought it was going over the bar, um. But look, thankfully it worked out for us, and you know, in in these games you do need a bit of the bounce of the ball or the rub of the green, so it's great that it kind of went for us in that occasion, anyway. Yeah, and then Dara. Gets the ball. I think it was definitely Ross Dunphy put it across to him this yeah. time. Definitely. I have yeah, that no, it yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Uh, but Daryl, was he going for a point or was he going for a goal? Uh, no, I'd say he was going for a goal, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, fairness, yeah. Ro- yeah, yeah. Uh, in fairness to Ross, um, you know, I, I, he did brilliantly in that situation. There was, I, I can't remember, but there was a great ball played into him and you know, I think we all know how good he is when he takes on the man and um he just beat him on the outside and it was it was great awareness for him. Um when I was looking at it happen, I was kind of saying, Jesus, why didn't he just put it over? But then Dara managed to get the hand to it. Um so in fairness, it was a great link up from the two lads. Um and you know, if we can get Ross Dunphy running at defenders um as much as we can, we'll we'll be doing well. Yeah, listen, I just have to maybe you talk about Ross running at defenders. Like for your set your style of play, you know, you're kind of all business, you're all fast, you look fierce fast, and uh, you do things at maybe a hundred percent where you've got Ross who's maybe quite the opposite here, and he's kind of got this language style and he's looking up, he's looking around, but he almost seems some space on the ball. But but both here are, are equally effective when it comes down to the nuts and balls of getting scores. But it's just a remark I'd make about two lads, two, two lads playing on the same team, but completely different styles. Do you talk about that sort of stuff yeah. in training? Or? Um, not too much. Uh, I think with Ross, half the time, I'd say he doesn't know what he's going to do himself. So how can anyone defend him anyway? But yeah. no, the one thing I would say when you're looking on, I think with Ross, you think he's going a lot slower than he is. But if you're actually the one who's in trying to tackle him, he, he's moving at serious pace. Um, I think it's probably just because he's a he's a bigger lad. But um, yeah, I suppose we, we, we've different styles of play, but we're lucky enough uh, we would have played on all of the county underage teams together and we got to play a good bit of rugby together. So, you know, we, we know each other fairly well. Um, so I think building up them years of just playing with someone, you start kind of 
realizing what way they're going to move, what kind of ball they like, the inside, outside. Um, so it's just about building up them rapport with those lads. And it's probably something that for the first time in a while, you know, when I came into the Carlo team, you had, it was the year we got promoted and you had, it was a very solidified team. You know, you had the likes of Daniel St. Ledger, uh, Redmond, you know, John Murphy, Owen Root, Sean Gannon. And, you know, these lads have been around the block a lot. And it was probably tough when a big uh, portion of them left. Like, it's it's hard to replace lads who have that much experience and, you know, just quality as well. So I suppose this is our third year with Niall. And I, I feel anyway that, you know, we've had a lot of lads on the panel at the moment who've been in, in, the, in the Carlos setup the last three years. And, you know, each year of playing together, you start getting to know lads better. And, you know, we're, we're hoping this year that that'll stand to us more and, you know, uh, kind of push us on to have more consistent performances within the league. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, the last few years, we, we, we've been good in the Talton Cup and, you know, that's been fantastic. But I think as a group, we've kind of felt we've been un- inconsistent throughout the league or in games like we could put together a great 30 minutes but then you know have an yeah, awful yeah. one yeah, in I the know, second I half I'm saying and that he, sometimes you don't follow it up or, or you finish well and don't yeah. start well and the damage is done because of that time where you haven't played yeah no exactly and you know I, I think that was really the big message kind of after Saturday like we were delighted with the win and you know it's fantastic to get a win but it's only the first game and it doesn't mean anything if we don't back it up. So, you know, we enjoyed it Saturday night, but, you know, I know the whole team fully come Sunday, like we're fully focused on Waterford and that's what all our energy um, will go into this week. And, you know, we won't be taking it lightly. We want to back up what we've done on Saturday. So hopefully we can go out and do that now. Yeah, it's funny enough, you should. I was going to mention that to you later, you know, about... about the bit of pressure that you're under, I suppose what you have to do is maybe take the attitude of a golfer. A golfer, either yeah. badly in a previous hole, or he just has to keep going. He has to, he, he has to sort of put what he's done behind him, whether it's good or bad, and concentrate on the next shot, concentrate on the next hole, and, and not look any further than the shot that's there in front of him. It's very difficult for footballers to do that because you're looking and saying, Gina, we can get two wins in a row. You have to banish that kind of thought process. Yeah, no, no, you're 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 right. Sorry, I'm just turning the lights on in my car here. Yeah, no, I I'm no, I'm just uh, I'm I'm waiting for we meet up in the Red Cowboys lads who are working up in Dublin so um, I, uh, I'm i just waiting here for the rest of the lads uh, before we head down for training but yeah no just what you were saying on on the kind of uh, that mentality um, yeah we will like going forward that's something I suppose we'll, we'll hope to instill and you know I, I think that was a big focus at the start of the league like we'll just be taking game big game by game not to get ahead of ourselves and um, look before the tip game we were all in on tip we were doing everything we could to get ourselves right for tip and you know obviously you're looking at the other team as well but I think a big thing is you know getting your own um, best you can be as well 
Sorry, I missed you there. Something happened there. What did you say? You're you're going to get to what? Uh, just sorry. About getting your own. Just about getting your um own house in order. I think it's it's very important. Um, like we'll all, always focus on like look at the other team as well. Um, but I, I think with us the big thing is getting the things that we can control right as well. Okay, okay. Listen, go back. You mentioned the two thousand and eighteen team. Team, they were a very physical. They were a very big side. Would it be fair yeah, no, to say um, that you don't have the same physicality that the two thousand and eighteen team have, and that you have to do something else to uh, to be effective? Oh, completely. Like, I don't think you'd need to be a genius if you were looking at like the kind of players they had compared to us. Like, they had some animals around the park, and you know that that probably the way they played with that system and how well they were set up, you know, that physicality they had, like, really suited that. Whereas if you look at our team, we probably couldn't implement the uh, system they played as well because we just we just don't have that physicality. But then, you know, we probably have a lot more pace in the team. Um, and, you know, we have players who impact the game in ways that, say, lads on that team might not have been able to. Um, so it's about kind of... I suppose what style the style of play you play and what way you play, it is dictated by the players you have. So, um, like I I I do think that's why there'd be such a difference in the way that we play compared to the twenty eighteen team. But then that's because like they had a different skill set than say we would have had. Um, but it was been it's been interesting being involved in both. I suppose. Obviously, I have more of a prominent role in the team now. But uh, when I was coming in in twenty eighteen, uh, I was you know more in there from a learning point of view and trying to get myself up to the standard and seeing what um needed to be done to become an inter county footballer. And you know it was a great environment to be in around so many of them lads you'd really respect and really. And, and a lot of them are sitting around playing club football as well. Yeah, no, and. You'd be friends with you'd be friends with a lot of them. In fairness, um, uh, all them lads from that team, like me coming in as a young lad, they'd really look after you, and I got on really well with with you know most of them, and um, you'd still be in contact with them, and you know that's fantastic to have as well. Um, you know you have friendship for life out of it. Um, so no, yeah, and then it, on the flip side, playing them lads in club championship. Now, when they're probably coming towards the tail end of their career, it, you know, it's interesting as well. Okay. Listen, the second half, the start of the second, I had to, I, I really admired the way you finished off the first half. You, you went four points in front. Instead of sort of hanging on, you were you were dictating the game. But in the second half, Tipperary came at you and they squeezed you all over the pitch. And particularly, um, not so much even on your kickouts, but with any possession you got, you know, in your own 45-meter line, in your own 20-meter like they were coming at you and they were forcing you to make decisions and um, I thought you did quite well yeah I I think we talked about it at half time that we knew Tipperary were going to get a purple patch and they were going to come out of the blocks and um, we were hoping to do the same but it obviously didn't um, it didn't happen that way and they kind of caught us on our heels and we didn't really have an answer for it and I suppose that kind of brings it back to the point I was making earlier about the consistency. Like 
we want to get to the stage where we're putting in you know a good performance over 70 minutes and tip were really on top of us and then especially I think they brought it back to level and Colum got the Colum got a second yellow and then obviously yeah, the red card so stay with the first 15 minutes of the second half first because um you know they're really they're really sort of they're really pressed pressed and pressed but for whatever reason, they stopped pressing after about 20 minutes. They weren't as effective as they had been. Was that something? Did they just get tired or did G, or did they, did G just suck some of the energy out of them? It's the same um, question, really. You know, did they it, get tired? It, it, it's, probably, it, it's, probably a, it's probably a combination of both. You know, I think as well, if you looked at that Tipperary team, they were a really big physical team um, co- compared to us. So... You know, and doing that high press where everyone is up, but then you have to get back as well. Like from doing that as a player, like it's extremely energy zapping. So I think it was just the thing that they got tired. But I think as well as a team, we figured it out, and we start once we got used to it, we were able to work the ball um better out of the like out of our defense, and you know give the keepers uh, more options as well on the kickouts because I think when a team presses up like that, you know, you need to start working twice as hard as a team uh, to give keepers uh, good options on kickouts. And we probably weren't doing that enough in the first uh, 10 minutes. Okay. And then you had the disaster in the space a minute. Johnny Fiori got badly injured. How How's Johnny, and, how's Johnny at the moment? Have you any... Um, I'll see him tonight now at training, but you know, fingers crossed, um, he's all right. Um, I I think it was a dead leg, um, okay, that, okay, that, yeah. that 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 he got. And then so, Colin Bolton gets the the second the second he gets the first yellow for something that he sent to the referee. I don't know what it was when, when Johnny was being tended to, and then a few minutes later he gets it. It was no malice in the high tackle, but I suppose look, it's a yellow. He had to go up. But, the two yellows and yeah, um, yeah. I suppose Colum as well is is such an important player to us, and like he's had a fantastic year with Airog, and I think he carried that form straight into Carlo. But it, like you're looking up the pitch when they bring it level, and we're down to fourteen, and it's kind of nearly panic stations a bit. Um, but I think once we got the first score after the. We we went down to fourteen. That kind of settled us a bit as well. And then you look at the likes of John Ferry coming on, uh, kicking a score on his debut, and you know that really gave the team a boost. And you know I was delighted for John as well. He, he's a really great lad. You know, just a really positive person, and he he's brought a lot of energy into the group. And um, seeing him kick the score, and then we pushing on from that Aaron Amond having brilliant composure to get the goal. You you're, know, you're I think... I, I'm going to bring you to the goal now. Sorry. You're talking about the 2018 team, you know. Like, yeah. And the goal that she got on Saturday night, and no disrespect to anybody on the 2018 team, I don't think they would have got a goal like... Yeah. I don't know now. I, it, I, I, look, no, and I'm, I'm sure, look, I, I'm not slagging anybody or anything, but I'm saying... Mikey Babrick got that ball. First of all, he had to make an interception, a loose temporary pass in, in inside the Carlo half. Mikey goes, he puts one hand up, takes the ball, and um, collects it. Like, 
he he went forward and the delivery to Aaron Abbott was does lads get 200,000 a week in England to do that kind of stuff and he does it there for probably just as expenses it was an absolutely brilliant pass and Aaron Abbott had it all to do Um, yeah no am I I overstating it or I just think it was no yeah I think the initial part, Mikey reading reading the game just to commit to the interception and get it like was unbelievable. Just his anticipation, and I suppose Mikey's blessed. He's an absolute rocket. He's he's so quick off the mark. Um, he he's well able to do that. Uh, but and then he showed great composure as well. That first of all he won the ball back, and then you know he gave a perfectly weighted pass to Aaron, but. I think it just shows the fitness of Aaron Hammond. He's probably one of the fittest lads on the team. And, you know, he was so clued in as well. Once he's seen Mikey go for the ball, you can just see him taking off. Like, I, I kind of watched back the video and you just see him taking off. And I wouldn't have liked to be in that position myself. I, I was watching him running through and it felt like a lifetime. Uh, but he showed serious composure. And um, felt, you know, just slotted the ball the coolly into the make, bottom yeah. corner. No, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I no, the it looked like that from behind. Station. The goalkeeper went to yeah. his left, and Aaron went to his left. Uh, to his own. Yeah, no, but it, it, I mean? it was. Sorry for interrupting you there. No, no, I, I agree with you. Like, because from watching it from behind, you can see the goalkeeper. He goes the other way. To Aaron puts the ball so. Um, he must have given him the eyes or something, but you know, it's serious composure. Like he probably picked up the ball on the sixty-five yard line and um, sixty-five meter line, carried it all the way in. You have a lot of time to think there. Um, it, it was he actually scored quite a similar goal against us in the championship. I was going this to mention that Pal. year. Were you wondering if he get one of those goals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were. He was slagging us after it uh, after the game about it, but. Uh, I think he was saying in that situation, Craig Carney came out, which made it um, nearly kind of harder because he had to make a decision. So, um, I suppose, but look, he he done it both ways. So, I'm sure if the keeper would have come out, he would have finished it as well. But, you know, he's been a really good addition to the squad and he he probably missed a lot of the league last year. Um, He was just out for it, but... um, you know, I know he's raring to go. He had a good year with O'Loughlin and, you know, he's ready to go and make a big impact for us this year and hopefully he does. Yeah. Yeah, look at um, Aaron's brother, I think, Parik scored a goal for Waterford on, on Saturday as well in his first game back in Ireland. Uh, did you hear anything about that? Did you talk about oh, it? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of heard lads talking about it in the in the dressing room, but I haven't talked to Aaron directly about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think that uh, Dara Foley might have been joking, saying we'll, we'll be trying to get him to sign up for Carlo GA next now. So maybe maybe both um, of them. Both of them are going. He can be. He can be. Yeah, he can be a target for next year. Yeah, come here. You played out the game. You were dead on your feet. I won't say you were dead on your feet, but you ran yourselves to a standstill. I'd say there was a lot of cramp out there. And you just dug in, and then there was six minutes injury time, and then there was more injuries. So there was another minute, seven minutes. It was a long time up in the stand. I don't know what it was like down on the pitch. Yeah, no, it, it felt like ages. Um, 
I think you're just constantly looking up at the clock and you're just willing it to go faster, but it nearly seems like it's going slower. And like you're saying, I, I can't really speak for the rest to the lads, but I was out on my feet anyway. I was wrecked. And you're just praying for the final whistle and, you know, them last few moments when they're trying to get a goal and put in footballs in around the square and you don't know what's going to happen. It's not good for the heart. But, like, I feel like on the flip side of that, to get a win out of that, you know, it just, it means a little bit extra. And kind of looking back on the previous two years, it's probably not, it's probably not a win we would have got maybe a year or two ago. And, you know, you'd be hoping that kind of is showing the development of the team and, you know, hoping, really hoping we can kind of grind out more results like that throughout the National League because I, I've been involved in a good few National Leagues now and, like, there's so little between some of the games and it's just about being able to find a way to win. And I, I'm, we, I don't think for the kind of past two or three years anyway, we've been finding that way to win in, in crutch games. But I think that's a big thing we're focusing on this this year is just really grinding out a result any means possible. Yeah, D, looking forward now, you're going training tonight. Um, looking forward, does, does the week drag for you going to the next game or is this, or what way do you approach it? I know we talk about the golfer, you know, playing the next shot and just, but what does the thought process be among different players for your own? Obviously, you can only speak for yourself. But do you look forward to next Saturday or do you just take it as it comes? Yeah, no, you, you, you'd be looking forward to it all week. For me, anyway, the weeks fly um, during the National League. Like, I think the kind of three months it spans over and uh, over the National League spans over, it's gone in the blink of an eye, um, you know, and... But it definitely does go a bit quicker when you win the previous weekend. Like I think it's a slow week in work if you're after a tough loss and you're dreading going into work on Monday morning. You're dreading kind of meeting people in town or, you know, people asking you questions. So um, it's always a little bit easier when you get the win. You're kind of on that buzz, you know. Yeah. So the fingers crossed anyway, we, we can keep it going and, you know, this game on Saturday, I know it's only the second game in the league, but, you know, it's a really massive game for us and momentum is everything. Um, like, it's absolutely key. And I think, you know, if we can get get over Waterford and put in, not just get over them, but put in a good performance, you know, you know you're in a really good place, uh, you know, following on from that. But it'll just all focuses on next Saturday anyway. Yeah, look, I imagine you're going to get a big crowd. Is it easier to play on your home pitch or how did you find Semple Stadium on Saturday night? Yeah, Semple Stadium is savage to play on and my my dad would be from Cork, so I would have been down there the whole time at Munster Hurling Games and stuff like that. And, you know, there's su- such history there. Like, there's, there's a really good buzz. But, no, you, you can't be playing in Carlo. You always get a... a, a a great following in and it's just nice playing at home it's more comfortable you're used to playing in the pitch you play all your club games club championship games there so no I'm really looking forward to the first home game of the year now and you know hopefully we can we can do well and get get the win against Waterford Connor we all hope so I really appreciate you coming on the Across the Four Lakes podcast Um, you're you're a gas man there I 
people can't see you there, but you're sitting there. I see the image of the back of a car, and you're after confirming that you're in the car, and you're waiting for the rest of the lads to come and that you can travel down together and take it from and take it from there. Look, much appreciated, Connor. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks, William, for having me on. And sure, look, I'll I'll be talking to you soon.